podcast. The goal of this podcast and this community is to support and empower you in your journey through your motherhood and your womanhood. I'm Erin, your host, and I have been down in the deep of the shame and the shock and the overwhelm of being a single parent. But I want to teach you what I've learned to come out of all that into a joy-filled motherhood and womanhood that I love. I will help you focus on three areas that have the potential to make a huge difference in your life. Number one, strategies, rhythms, and systems that make your life easier. Number two, making the most of your money. And number three, we'll focus on taking care of you and figuring out what you want, my dear, because you are the boss, the queen. You are a beautiful soul. So follow this podcast, join the community, and let's start working on that right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. I am so glad you're here today. This is a good one. I hope this episode gives you some motivation for you to take care of yourself, but more importantly, even some ideas about how to set up baseline systems in order to take care of yourself, because we all know that we're supposed to do it, but how do we actually do it might be what we really need help with. And I am always talking about taking care of you here. In order to live life to the fullest and even be the most present for our family and our kids, we need this basic health. So if you don't have this, maybe you could focus on it. Give yourself 30 days a month to focus on all of this. Or if you're really struggling with an area, focus on one of these areas to improve. Uh, I talk to people like, is your New Year's resolution something health related? And sometimes people give me this huge goal, like I want to lose 40 pounds or, or it's not even that specific. It's like, I want to lose weight. Maybe we just need to focus on our basic health, like my New Year's resolution, just focus on my basic health. I, you need energy. You need to not be sick. You need to be your best self. And focusing on just some baseline basic things can really help you with that. Um, I want to put it out here. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist, not a physical therapist. Uh, But like I said, I'm not going to be telling you anything new and outrageous. I don't have to be a certified health practitioner to talk about and take care of basic health. They teach this stuff in elementary schools. This is general knowledge. And if you don't have all of this general knowledge, you're not dumb. I was lucky, lucky enough to grow up in a family that had good basic health habits and understandings, and they passed it on to me. And if you didn't grow up in a family like that, you may struggle with this now, and that's okay. But the point is, let's get it together. Let's make sure we always have basic health or we have systems that we can easily get back to it when we get off track. So if this, some, if this is something that you want to work on, save this episode or pause it and get a notebook so you can just jot down a few notes so you can help set up some systems later. All right, so let's just jump in. Number one thing, it's not necessarily like the most important. I just put it on first in my list. Uh, number one on my list is getting good sleep. So the CDC recommends seven or more hours of sleep per night for adults. I know that I personally need eight hours for sure. I can tell a difference when I don't get eight hours of sleep. 
And there are many studies that show the importance of sleep. I'm going to rattle off the importance that several studies have shown. I'm not going to cite all the studies because you can give this info pretty quickly from a Google search. Uh, Okay, so listen. If you're not getting enough sleep, you are less effective at decision making. You have negative, you might have negative moods or even mood disorders because of lack of sleep. You are more stressed. You are less creative. There is a chance that there is a likelihood of you being more obese, gaining weight. There's an elevated risk of heart disease. There's an elevated risk of type 2 diabetes. So this is important, folks. This is important. It's not just like, well, I'm going to be tired. No, you're going to be tired, stressed, less creative, maybe obese, maybe heart disease. It is important. So again, the CDC recommends seven hours or more. Are you getting that? If you are, good. Here's your reminder to keep it up. And if you're not, here's your push to get better. And I've not forgotten about babies. <laughs> I have not forgotten about if you have a baby, it is hard to sleep, even young kids. I get it. I don't think I slept through the night for four years after my daughter was born, my second child. My first child was pretty good. Second child didn't sleep for four years through the night. And I just had lunch with my friend and she told me she doesn't think she's slept through the night for 10 years, 10 years. So I get it. It's a struggle when you have kids, but that's why we need to focus on it and set up some rhythms and set up some systems for improvement. We need to work on it. It's too important to just say, oh, this is what it is right now. I'm not getting my sleep. I, I think we should work on it so it gets better. So here are some tweaks, some easy fixes. First of all, more exercise. That'll help you sleep, which we're going to talk about that in this episode too, but getting more exercise actually helps you sleep better. Eating healthier, better nutrition helps you sleep better. We're going to talk about that in this episode as well. Of course, don't eat huge meals before bed. Some people eat dinner really late, so if you're having trouble sleeping, push your dinner earlier. Make your dinner a lighter dinner. Eat a bigger lunch. Uh, No phone, TV, lights before bed. So I think we, as moms, if sometimes, not me, I like to go right to bed when my kids are in bed, but sometimes we're stressed and tired. And as soon as we get the kids to bed, we just want to sit there and numb out our brains and scroll through our phones or watch our own show and be alone and Breathe after the kids go to bed and before we go to bed. And I am just going to be a big sister here and say that might not be the best thing. Going scrolling on your phone is not the best thing for you to do before bed. That's not actually going to relax you as much as getting a good night's sleep especially scrolling social media. And that's not actually as good for you as Lighting a candle, drinking, well, I was going to say drinking some tea, but actually drinking water before bed might not be the best either because then you have to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. But lighting a candle, reading a book would be better than scrolling because of the lights. Um, Okay, so put away your phone. 
Also, your sleep environment, the temperature, cluttered. Do you have laundry all over your bed? And then when you go to sleep, you throw all the laundry in the basket on the floor. And then because you never folded it throughout the day, so, uh, that might like a cluttered environment might not help you sleep good. And also having a consistent bedtime and a consistent wake up time, like just doing it the same every single day. And of course, like if you're really struggling with your kids sleeping, that could be something you ask for help with or start researching some help with because it's important and people have struggled with it forever. People have done it forever. So there are people out there who can help you with that. So if sleep is something you really struggle with, you know, you know, you're not consistent, you know, you're not getting seven hours, work on it for a whole month, list out all the changes you want to make and work on those changes for the whole month. So make a list, uh, no phone before bed, or at least 20 minutes before bed, work on, I know my bedroom is a mess, so I'm just working on cleaning my bedroom. And the purpose is so that I can sleep better and just work on it for a whole month and see if it gets better. It's so important. All right, let's move on. Number two, like I said, we're going to talk about exercise. So did you know that exercise doesn't really help you lose weight? As Okay, let me rephrase this a little bit. It doesn't help you lose weight even close to the amount that eating healthy does. Eating healthy, if you want to lose weight, work on your nutrition. Exer because think about how much you have to exercise to lose 100 calories. Like exercise, when I think about exercise, for me, it's not necessarily about losing weight. It is about staying fit. And studies have shown that exercise does help maintain your body weight, but there are so many more benefits to exercise that we don't talk about as much. Did you know that daily exercise has been shown to reduce depression? And I want to talk about this here because I have several friends who are moms who are on antidepressants. It's kind of becoming the norm, isn't it? And I think it's good that people are talking about it and there aren't, they aren't afraid to get help. But it's also kind of scary to me like why are we all so depressed what is the problem so I'm putting a plug here for daily movement as an essential part of basic health for moms uh, just I want to tell you this study I read about so a study from Drake University studied people with depression and they gave one group of the people Zoloft and one group of the people an exercise routine and within four months four months, that Zoloft group was no longer depressed on average, but also the exercise group was no longer depressed. So exercise helps, according to this study, exercise can help as much as antidepressants. That, I learned about that study in the book, How Not to Die, which is a great book. Dr. Michael Greger it's really, it's like scientifically backed to the nth degree. He has like pages and pages of studies that he cites in the back of his book. And he also cites in his book, studies show that exercise can ward off cognitive decline. So it can keep your brain fresh. It can keep your brain sharp. It can boost your immune system. So it keeps you from getting sick. You don't have time to get sick. 
A little bit of daily movement will help you with that. It can prevent and treat high blood pressure. It improves your mood. It improves your sleep quality, like I said, and it has other benefits as well. Okay, so exercise, very important. And the CDC recommends about 30 minutes a day of moderate aerobic exercise. So let me give you some examples of that because it's not as hard as you think. It's like walking, riding your bike, yard work, shoveling, (laughs) juggling was on one of the lists that I read, juggling. Um, uh, Just like doing normal active life stuff. So it's not having to work out, lift heavy weights, sweating your buns off on the elliptical. Like if you want to do that stuff, great, great, do it. But you can do other simple stuff like walking. I think everybody, almost everybody can walk every day. Okay, so daily movement is definitely important. It should be part of our basic health, but how do we do it? Here is what I think you could do if to help you do this every day. One, pick a time of day that you're going to do every day and have a super easy baseline workout. Like you can do more than this, But you always have this super easy workout and it just keeps you in the habit of everyday daily movement. So for me, I do it in the morning. I actually write down an exact time in the morning because I, if you listen to my time blocking episode, it really helped me focus to time block my days. And so I know what time I'm doing everything. It just helps me stay on track so I don't dawdle. I need that. So, and My baseline easy workout is 10 minutes walking on my treadmill and 10 minutes of yoga, a yoga video. That's my baseline workout. Would it be good to do more? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's my baseline. That's my go-to. So are you in good habits with your daily movement? What can you do to improve? What you can set up a time of day? What do you like to do? What do you like? If you like to ride your bike, set up a time of day to ride your bike. If you like to walk, walk. I like to rollerblade in the summer. Rollerblade. Like, what can you do? Daily movement. Okay, number three, of course, eating habits, nutrition. And we get to the diet, the food that we eat. And diet can be subjective, meaning it's different for a lot of people. There's vegan, gluten free, keto, paleo. Okay. If you're trying out a special diet or if your doctor has you on a special diet, go for it. Like I said, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just talking about basic health. Like everyone, well, I would think most scientists agree that eating more unprocessed plant foods, fruits and veggies, and beans. I know there's a lot of gluten allergies, so if you have gluten, this doesn't count for you. But whole wheats have also had a lot of good studies shown about them. And then, so you want to eat more of that stuff and then less processed foods, less boxes, cans, junk food, fast food, and yes, even less meat. This way you're getting the most nutrients and the least bad stuff. Okay. Now, like I said, I think keto is different. Like people are on these diets where you try to eat more meat, no fruit, That's a little weird to me, but hey, if that's what's working for you, you do you, boo. You do you. You want to do it? Fine. 
I'm not here to tell you you have to change your diet. I'm here to push you to eat more nutritious foods, like I already said. That helps you sleep better. Um, let's see if I have written anything in my notes about how else it benefits. I mean, like I said, that's how you control your weight. It's your energy. I can tell when I don't eat healthy because I don't feel good. So this is for people who know this is for you if you know you're not eating great. Maybe you aren't in great habits. Maybe you feel like you're too tired to cook a healthy dinner. Like it's just easier to get fast food or throw in something easy from a box. Or stop at a convenience store to get some junk food because you didn't bring a healthy snack. And then inside your head, you're yelling at yourself for eating crap. Which isn't healthy either to yell at yourself. So I'm here to push you and help you do a few baseline things every day that keep more healthy foods in and more junk food out. But you know this, right? It's not really about knowing that you shouldn't eat healthy. It's not no, like I should have packed a healthy snack. You know that. It's not about knowing it. It's about how to actually do it. Personally, I think eating healthy is the most difficult because think about how much there is that goes into it. You got to have a system for meal planning, grocery shopping, meal prepping, ideas of what to make. You got to teach your kids to eat healthy and then if they get picky that's so frustrating and you got to get better at cooking and you can't be tired after work you got to cook and it's just so much easier to eat crap fast food is easy and when I'm stressed I stress eat so bad but I know that I don't feel good for a long time when I'm eating crappy and I know that I don't look my best I don't feel my best so it's worth it to work on this as basic health even if you have to work on it constantly, like I do, it's worth it. Um, and there are so many Instagram and YouTube channels out there that help you focus on this. I'm sure there's podcasts dedicated to helping you focus on eating healthy. But here are some baseline systems I think you could do to start if you need help getting started. So I got six of these. Number one, breakfast. Figure out one or two healthy breakfasts and then make them every single day and make it really yummy. I have really yummy oatmeal with fruit in there that I eat every day and I really love it. So I can eat it every day. I don't get sick of it because it's delicious. So think of one or two breakfasts that you can make every day. Then you're starting out with great food in you right away. And the more you make them every day, the easier and faster it gets to make them where it's just a rhythm. Number two eat your greens. <laughs> We've been told this since we were little, right? So figure out a way to get more greens into your diet. For me, one of my healthy breakfasts has two huge handfuls of kale in it, and it's delicious. Uh, eat a salad every night for dinner, even if you have to like get the easy salads out of the bag so that you make sure to eat it every night. Eat a salad every night for dinner or figure out where to eat more greens. For snacks, just pack two pieces of fruit every day for a snack. That's your snack. Or have the same snack you eat every day. Two pieces of fruit and a tablespoon of peanut butter. Or two pieces of fruit and a little bag of nuts to go with it. And just pack the same healthy snack every day so that it's a rhythm. Another thing you could do is 
kind of audit your eating and cut out one bad habit, just one. When I started working as a teacher out of college, I used to get a Diet Mountain Dew and a peanut butter M&M every single day from the gas station. So I don't do that anymore, but that would have been the bad habit that I should cut out of my diet. Plus, that's expensive. So double whammy, double positive there. Cut out one bad habit. And number five, I know I just told you to cut out a bad habit, but another tweak I think you could do is instead of focusing on what you cut out, focus on what you put in. So, okay, after you cut out that one bad habit, don't worry about the rest. Just focus on eating healthier. Again, focus on putting healthy snacks into you. And then automatically you won't be able to eat the junk food snacks because you already packed yourself a healthy snack. It'll come automatically. Just focus on what you put in. So it's not about... Um, it, I feel like it takes less discipline to just focus on what you put in rather than focus on what you're cutting out and what you're not getting. Okay, last one. Have a go-to healthy drink like water or tea uh, instead of a different healthy drink or like if you want a snack, if you're just craving unhealthy foods, then you can just make yourself that cup of tea or lemon water or, you know, some really strawberry water, whatever it is, have a go-to healthy drink. So what is your motivation? Figure out what's going to motivate you, like being healthy so you can play with your kids, have energy, not have brain fog, not get sick, feel really good, look really good. That is great motivation. It doesn't have to be a whole shift right now, although that would be awesome, but you can really just start eating healthier by putting a few baseline things in place. You deserve to feel good. You are worth taking care of. Last one, guys. Number four, drink enough water. This is an easy one, right? I think this is the easiest one. Drink enough water. But again, <laughs> there are days when I'm like, I don't think I drank any water today. What in the world? And then I always think, people in third world countries don't even have access to clean water. I have access to clean water, which is so good for me, and I'm not even drinking it. So, again, water helps you with energy. It keeps your brain fresh. It helps your skin look good. It helps you poop. But again, it's not about knowing you should drink enough water. It's about how are you going to do it. If you're not drinking enough water, figure out why. What is it? So for me, when I'm not drinking enough water, it's because I don't have a good water bottle. So this would be the fix that I tell you to make sure that you have a good water bottle. And when I say a good water bottle, I don't mean you have to go buy like a nice, trendy, fancy, expensive water bottle. A, the definition of a good water bottle is one that you're actually going to drink enough water out of. For me, if I have a metal water bottle, I won't drink water. I've realized that because I don't like drinking out of metal. I just can't do it. And I don't like the twist-off caps either. If I have a twist-off water bottle, I know I'm not going to drink enough water because I don't have time to twist off the cap. I'm a teacher. I'm constantly moving on my job. I'm constantly just going from one thing to the next. And a twist-off cap is seriously going to stop me from drinking water. So... I realize that 
sometimes when I would stop and get a big soda from the gas station and it comes in one of those big cups with a straw, when I would refill that with water, I would drink so much water. And that's how I knew, like, I need to drink from a straw. That's what it is. And then I read, like, ooh, you shouldn't drink from a straw. It gives you wrinkles around your mouth. And I'm like, well, drinking wa- not drinking water also gives you wrinkles. So I'm going to drink from my straw. Also, the temperature of water is important to me. My water can't be too cold. And the, sometimes the, work, the water at work is too cold. So what am I going to do about that? Am I going to bring my own water from home, bring a jug, a gallon, so that I drink enough water? So, again, it's not about just knowing you need to drink enough water. It's about pinpointing the reasons why you are not drinking enough water and then making the changes. So, in conclusion, let's conclude this. Let's wrap this up. In conclusion, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a health influencer. But I am telling you that if you want to thrive as a mom, you should be taking care of your basic health. These four things should be a no-brainer that you are going to do habitually. And if it's not a habit right now, you are working on it to make it a habit. So the four things, again, were sleep, water, nutritious foods, and daily exercise. Eating. I'm going to work on eating for my monthly focus next month. And so it's not just all of a sudden, the first of the month, I'm going to start eating healthy. I don't think you can all of a sudden start eating healthy and make it stick. We got to set up systems. We got to build habits. So that's what I'm going to be working on for the month, next month. And that way it's easy to keep going when we don't have motivation. It's easy to stay on track. If we get off track, it's easy to get back on. Like my exercise one, easy to go back to walking 10 10 minutes a day on my treadmill if I get off track for a while. It wouldn't be as easy if my baseline system was driving to the gym and working out hard for 40 minutes. If I got out of that habit, that wouldn't be easy to get in. We need to set up these baseline, easy systems, no-brainers, like this is what I do. That's a lot that goes into building habits and systems, but my health is non-negotiable. My energy is important. My body is important. My brain is important. It should not be in a fog. My mood is important. So, do you have these in line? Which one's the hardest for you? Which one would be the easiest to focus on next month to really build that habit and get it good? DM me on Instagram. Chat about it. I'd love to hear from you on this. I hope this episode motivated you or woke you up to taking care of you if you needed that. Thank you for being here. Press the subscribe button or on Apple, it's the follow button. Subscribe to the show to keep tuning in. That's really helpful to podcasters when you subscribe. I appreciate you guys. Bye-bye.